Sorry. What's up, everyone? What's up? In this episode, we're going to touch ooh, some sensitive points about how we're all living this connected life. We're going to finish you guys off with a little challenge. <laughs> I heard that. High tech, high touch. What that means and how we balance it all. So let's all get connected. <laughs> so today, guys. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? We. <laughs> let's just jump right in. Say the word, Brit. We're going to talk about that fifth limb. Mm. Mm. Which one? Which one? You Which know, one? that one that, that like, one? that's the, in your pants. The below the fifth waist. leg. Yeah. Our fifth limb. <laughs> Not that one. Ah, we got you guys going there, huh? You dirty minds out there. Dirty, dirty. All of you. We're talking about the phone. It's our phone. Your cell phone, guys. Come on now. You know, goes in your pocket, below the waist. Hello. All jokes aside, guys, in this episode, we're going to talk about the top biggest behavioral changes we've observed and experienced ever since our phone has become our fifth limb. Yeah, we're just going to share some things that we're doing about it. Uh, recently, Bex and I, we stumbled across this amazing term. The shit. That spoke to us. High tech, high touch. So stick with us, guys, because we're going to let you guys in on this little gem of info. And how we're learning to integrate this into our modern lives. 2019, yes. guys. Get it. Together. <laughs> Together. Also throughout the episode, we're going to be sharing the results from the poll we took. Ooh, fun, 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 guys. Very fun. So we will reveal whether your votes side with the real world or the virtual world. Yeah. All right. So, Britt, you want to be the first hater? <laughs> hater number one. Sorry, guys. We're going to put on our hater hat today. <laughs> we're going to start off bitching. Yes, yeah, starting shit. Because every prior generation always gets to talk shit i know about the newer generation always we we have that rite of passage totally. we were born first totally we're the next one's always going to be the worst generation all right go for it i'll be hater number one my biggest pet peeve dude and i'm sorry to be such a debbie downer on this but i think it's just <laughs> terrible when you go to a restaurant dude and a family yeah. is sitting together, every single one of them on a phone. I mean, who knows what they're doing? But when you see one kid completely checked out and he's on his video games and then, you know, maybe the daughter is like, you know, texting her friends and then the parents are like checking yeah. shit. I just think when I see that, I'm just like, what has humanity come to? Yeah. I mean, I see it a lot and I think it doesn't bother me that much unless it disrupts the conversation so i totally agree with the fact that if you're all at a table together like why aren't you speaking to each other i know i mean i get it when you go on public transport you see everybody on their phone and there's all these jokes i mean that doesn't really bother me mm -hmm. but it's really when i see people all together hanging out yeah and most often at restaurants yeah they don't just sit and talk anymore you mm -hmm. know Recently, we were we went bowling and my daughter comes running over. She's like, oh, my gosh, mommy, there's this table. Every single person is on the phone. I mean, she's six years old and it even shocked her. You right. Know? That's amazing that she was shocked. I know that's it's a biggie for yeah. me because like I think she also knows because we have strict rules about the phone at the table. So I right. think that's probably why she was so, so surprised. Right. But yeah, I'm sorry. Just when you see like a year and a half year old in a high chair and that phone is propped up to distract their kid while they're eating or so that the parents can just eat calmly. Right. I don't know. There's just I, I'm I'm not a perfect parent, but that is definitely something that I never did. Mm -hmm. I just think it's such a shame to like check out. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's it's sad. There's very little effort, but I'm not a parent, so also I feel like I can't judge like at all. <laughs> I don't know if I would be that mom, you know, after a long day of work, just like I'm trying to have my meal and then yeah. I just give the phone to the kid because I just can't deal with it anymore. You but then it's not the best alternative, but I guess I can understand why parents do it. Maybe at home they have no phones. Maybe. You know? But I don't know, a restaurant is just such a standard thing where you go and you sit there and you talk. And I mean, there are times where I do give my kids the phone. Like when I go on an airplane with them, I'm like not super mom. I give them right. whatever they want. Yeah. They want that screen. They will watch movies straight for like 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Right. But in a restaurant where you're supposed to be socializing. Yeah. I don't know. That's one of my pet peeves. Sorry, I'm a Debbie Downer. I, I warned you. I think that connects with like the whole 
the phone at the restaurant and the social aspect. Like, for example, we have a strict rule that there's no phones at the table. Some people just need to have that rule. Same. No phones. Unless there's like kids and stuff. It's just when we have friends come over and I notice that one of them was constantly on their phone and someone made a, a comment about the phone and I even mentioned it at one point. I wasn't obvious about it. I was like, yeah, actually, funny story. We actually don't. <laughs> and the person like totally did not get the picture. She, she was just like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, let me check my messages right quick. <laughs> yeah, she was like putting something on Instagram. And then when I did say something really directly, she's like, I'm tagging you on Instagram. And like, she got really offended. I was like, oh, okay. <gasps> so people are really sensitive about it. And I think that's what one of the main routes we're trying to take you guys on today. Yes, we appreciate the high tech. We love it. But there needs to be a balance. So back to what you were saying before, Bex, those mm -hmm. things that we've noticed that we've picked up on. Yeah. These little irritations that Bex and I were speaking about, we, we kind of feel like we've narrowed it down to why these certain things irritate us. And we feel like that it's because we've... Having a phone at our fingertips has led us to a point where our behavior as human beings is changing so much. I agree. Right? Yes. So these stories that we just got into here um, leads us to our first behavioral change. Yes. Being bored or the lack of it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine. She was reading this book and it focused a lot on how to concentrate mm -hmm. living in such a distracted world that we're living in. And she just kind of gave me like little tidbits and I was like, okay, I need to read that book. But they basically mentioned that we have so much distraction and we just never allow ourselves to sit down and just think, you yeah. know, just get into a super deep thought, reflect. We are so quick to pick up our phones and be, you know, just passive entertainment, you know? Definitely. Just sit and be bored. Right? Just look where your mind takes you. Exactly. We're so afraid of being bored nowadays. And basically what this book was trying to say is that inventors of the light bulb, the telephone, these were scientists who literally had, you know, two stones to rub together. <laughs> no. But inventors... They didn't have all of these devices that could think for them. So they would actually sit down and that's how they invented things is because they could get into this extremely deep thought mm -hmm. and concentration where they could invent and create things that didn't exist to sit down and be like, look around and be like, hmm, like, what does this world need? And just living in the moment. I mean, I was just saying this to Brit the other day. We just can't be bored anymore. I know, dude. I read a long time ago that you need to allow, like, sorry, kid story, but you need to allow your kids to be bored. Yes. So, yes, I was reading a book on child development and parenting, but I could still apply this letting your kids be bored to me as well. Because what they say is that kids who can figure out what to do with not much. If they're bored, their mind has to start going. They have to start getting creative. Yes. Come out of that boredom. And the more they can do that, the less of an anxious and impatient person that they're going to be when they're older. Right. Like kids who can be bored are less likely to suffer from anxiety and depression as adults. Okay. So when I read that, I was like, oh, dude, like, that for me too you know like right for anyone you know yeah. just allow yourself to be bored yes and let your mind go see where it takes you you know I mean literally this happened to me yesterday I was <laughs> I was out with a, a girlfriend and yeah. she told me I'm gonna go find my husband real quick I'll be right back right. I was like cool so then I consciously took the decision knowing that this is the topic we're talking about today right <laughs> I was like I am not touching my phone I'm gonna sit here and wait until she comes back. <laughs> I am not going to look at my phone. Kudos, Beck. It was so weird. Was it the longest 10 minutes ever? Actually, I don't even think it was 10 minutes. Yeah. It might have been like five or two. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it was weird. So what did you do though? Were you standing outside? I was sitting down on a bench just looking. At, I was at a party uh -huh. to make it even worse, you know. Yeah. So I was sitting down waiting for her and... I, that's all I was doing. I was just looking at people at their faces, what they were wearing and looking at the stones on the floor and just appreciating like nature, I guess, because it was right next to the to the. Well, that's fighting that addiction. <laughs> so 
I don't know. It was weird. That's it was cool. odd. That is funny. Yeah. But I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> that makes me think of like, not just one time in particular, but when I go pick up my daughter from school, yeah. I I don't like to get there really early because then I have to wait for her. Right. <laughs> And so like sometimes I'll run out the door at the last minute and I'll only grab my keys, go park. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Now I have to wait for like three minutes <laughs> without my phone. For three minutes. For like three minutes. And, and what like, do you do? So I check myself and I'm like, seriously, Britt, like seriously, like you're going to be just fine. Right. You know? Yeah. So I get out of the car and I actually go and mingle with the other moms instead of like Look hibernating, you. you know, in my car. Mingling. Yeah. So I go mingle, talk to people. But you should see, you should try this though. Try it on a teenager because, you know, my nephew, mm-hmm. my famous nephew, last time I was in town, I took him to go get a haircut. Yeah. So I'm there, him and I have my oldest daughter and they couldn't take him right away. So we had to wait like, ah, like right. death trap waiting. <laughs> And he wanted to go reach for his phone. Right. And I was just kind of experiment, you know? Just, right. I'm kind of like that asshole parent. Like, I'm really strict. And yeah, like, I don't care. Like, I have no sympathy for you if you have to live the way I lived when I was your age, you know? Sorry. So he wanted to take out his phone and I'm like, put it away. He's like, what? We're not doing anything. I was like, well, we're sitting next to each other, aren't we? Right. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so look around. Open your eyes. And he was like, what? What do you want me to look at? God, it's so boring. I was like, yeah, you're right. It's a little bit boring, huh? He's like, oh, God, auntie. And I'm like, yeah, sit in it. Sit in it. (laughs) Sit in the boredom. Yes. Get a taste of it. Yeah, dude. It's not the end of the world. And it was just a little experiment. And what ended up happening after he got over his like huffiness, he asked me a question and we started getting into a conversation. And then the time flew by. And the next thing you know, it was his haircut appointment time. Right. So try that out, guys. See how that works. See how that works. Next (laughs) thing you have to wait, try to not use your phone. (laughs) So put away your phones, guys. Except when we're polling. Yes. Not then. Or if you're sharing or listening to us. Exactly. (laughs) Keep your phones out. (laughs) (laughs) Which reminds me, speaking of followers, we just want to take a quick second to shout out everyone who took that really long second to click an answer. Yeah, I can totally understand why the ones who didn't vote didn't because it's really hard to push that button, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's very direct. That's Sorry, us. guys. All passive aggressiveness aside, we love all of our followers, whether you participated or not. We just we really appreciate it. You guys are on there. You're sticking with us. Amen. So the first poll the- on that off the grid disconnect topic. Thank you. <laughs> You're fine, Bab. I got you. Yeah. Okay, so Britt, remind us of the question, please. So we asked our followers, when, if at all, do you disconnect from your phone? (laughs) (laughs) This was fun. Yeah, we kind of had to call you guys out on this one. Yes. So first of all, shout out to at Skate Maddie, who commented, he goes, disconnect from my what? You crazy? (laughs) I love how you like impersonate it. (laughs) So we got a range of answers. Yes. Overall, I, well, <laughs> besides that one, we got a lot of certain times of days. Right. So it's kind of interesting. People are actually making that conscious effort. Yes. To disconnect. For example, um, a couple of our uh, followers commented that they leave the phone aside when they're at work or if they're working out. So those are like moments in which the phone's away. And yeah. then we also got one more other comment that n- the answer was simply no. Never. So she never puts her phone <laughs> down. Uh, and we actually cannot pronounce her name. So it's at. We will make a typed out shout, shout out. out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of outs. <laughs> I know. I'm more of an in kind of girl. Ooh. You heard that. <laughs> We're such pervs, dude. <laughs> we are perv in it today. Dude, it's I that know. heat. It's gotta be. It has to be. So what about you, Britt? Well, I wouldn't say like I have a set time of day that I disconnect. The rule is during the day, especially if it's a really nice day, I don't just like hang out on my phone. Right. So 
Um, what I try to do is whatever the activity is that we're doing, mm-hmm. I make sure that the focus is on the activity. Right. Especially when I'm with my kids. So if we go bowling, I put the focus on bowling. Right. If we go to a restaurant, it's eating together. Yeah. And I put my phone away until they go to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> but I will admit to if I'm hanging out with my friends, I like to take my phone out and take pictures. Right. But generally, yes, I do try to keep myself in check. What about you, Bex? Uh, that was nice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I'm pretty similar to you. I really try to take in the mm-hmm. present moment right, and mentally capture. However, in having said that, if we're traveling, I am a big video person because I, I like to make videos. Yeah, it's funny. So I'm like the annoying friend that always has her phone out. <laughs> but in the end, you will be thankful because you're like, We will oh, thank you. You're the you friend know? that we thank. Right. And the one that you're going to be thinking afterwards. Exactly. Um, and whenever we are doing an activity, though, I try to capture it at some point either for instagram or for my parents because my parents are very needy in a good way (laughs) they really want to know what i'm doing and what i'm up to because we're so far away so i keep them posted by sending them pictures and maybe i don't post those pictures on social media per se but i do still use my phone to take that time and i have my phone with me all the time so even if a message does come in i just will look at it and i'll ignore it yeah but my phone is always with me Yeah, I think it's just finding a balance. Like there's no way we're just going to never have a phone. I mean, generations before us, it was like, it was television, it was radio, it was whatever. You know, there's always something that we're going to have to discipline ourselves on. So speaking about the phones and how often we have them, I just proposed to my husband that we should leave our phones while we go camping because we're going to go camping. My idea of spending that camping time without our phones, I thought it was a really nice suggestion from my side (laughs) it was an a for effort for sure thank you i tried bobby was just not feeling it regardless i think i want to merge into this idea of spending time with nature without the interference of our phones and this kind of brings us into our next question poll time so here's the thing bex and i came across this post on instagram that said that two hours a week in nature actually is very good for brain function and all other kinds of good shit (laughs) like and it helps you uh de-stress oh yeah that's right (laughs) it's very official so it just kind of gave us this idea to ask our followers do you spend at least two hours a week in nature yes balance out all that you know yeah see if our followers really do Get out in fucking nature. <laughs> exactly. Get out and do shit. But besides listening to life and good shit, do you actually put it down? Yeah. <laughs> we were so, we were pleasantly surprised with the results. For real. So happy. 67% said yes. Yeah. yeah. And 33% said no. So that 33%, they're probably pretty damn busy, I bet. So yeah. I, you know what? Not even hating. I get it. I don't, I don't know if I spend two hours hours every single week in just nature i guess it kind of depends what you call nature i guess it depends on the season maybe too yeah the season winter out here guys uh -uh. no i'm indoors (laughs) hibernating (laughs) not the swiss though they'd be like oh it's a little nippy out here it's like a full-on blizzard they'll be like "Hmm, barbecue season yeah gonna put a little extra scarf on i'll be fine bobby's rule there's no such thing as bad weather there's just bad clothing yeah (laughs) love you no no you can be fully equipped and that shit sucks outside I think I do spend the two hours in nature a week. It's not that much. Yeah, that's right. It's not that much. Dude, Bex and I will be locked inside. We'll be working on the podcast, using our phones. And at some point, we're like, dude, we need to go outside, check out, be friends, and recharge our batteries. Because it really does recharge your batteries to be outside, dude. It does. Yeah. Every single week, we go outside, get a coffee. We go sit by the, the river. Yeah. So that alone is an hour. Definitely. And we are surrounded by water and trees. Yeah, dude. All of Switzerland is nature. You go outside, you're in yeah, nature. That's true. <laughs> so we could. It's so good to just be out. I know. Get that brain functioning again because, which leads us into another behavioral change yes. that we've noticed mm-hmm. is are we becoming dumber? Are we dumbasses? <laughs> <sighs> I know. It's a trick question, I guess. 
<laughs> it depends who you ask and where that dumb line stands. I mean, like I said, I'm kind of like harsh sometimes with my nephew and my kids. But when I see this behavior kind of coming up where I notice he's letting the machines think for him, like yeah. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Call me a control freak. I don't know. So we're sitting there and we are editing one of his papers. I'm making him type and fix his errors. And halfway through, I started noticing how much he was depending on spell check. Yeah. And I could have just let it go. Let him continue. Highlight, right click, pick the right one. But then at some point, I stopped and I was like, wait a minute. And there was like a word like convenient. And he misspelled it. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't go there yet. Respell convenient. And he was like, oh god you know like of course teenager attitude so he starts writing it and he's spelling it wrong i'm like sound it out give it a try you know and he's like oh dude come then you know and i was like no try again try again yeah finally he's like dude why can't i just like use spell check it's there you know mom does it all the time i was like well let me explain to you why the difference between you and your mom is that your mom knows how to spell the word right So spell check will actually just correct a typo, a mistake with her finger slipping, hitting the wrong key. Yeah. You actually don't know how to spell this word. Right. So you need to actually know how to spell the word first. Spell check is just there to like have your back when you're typing, you know? It's not there to do the spelling for you. Right. And so it's like those little things that just, ah, like maybe you're just really old school, you know? You want to... I don't know. Let me just give you this example of a story that my dad just told me. So really simple. He went to the butchers to get a piece of salami. (laughs) And literally the salami was 250 Argentinian pesos for 100 grams of meat. And he bought 200 grams. (laughs) So then my dad... Tells, gives him the money and he goes, Here. Hold on, let me check on my fingers real quick. No, just kidding. <laughs> so my daddy gives him like the pesos. Right. And then the guy had his calculator out. Oh my and my dad's God. like, why do you have your phone out? And he's like, oh, I'm going to do the math. <laughs> so my dad's like, dude, it's 500 bucks. Come on. like Get uh, it. Yeah. And uh, he was just waiting to check on his calculator to right. verify that it was actually 500. I'm like, okay, well, I can add 250 and 250, but... I really can't hate on someone that's not a numbers person because I'm a language person. Dude, I still I still got to use the fingers sometimes. Not going to lie. I'm not like a numbers genius, but okay. I can defend myself. The problem is that Bobby is so fucking fast. I know. And I hate it. So like, I don't even stand a chance to add up or subtract before he can just throw the number in. And I'm like, fuck. Every time I play darts and I want to count and he goes 45, 60, uh. 69. <laughs> and then I'm just like, fuck yeah i want to try because then he makes fun of me because like oh, you're so slow and i'm like no fool you're just too fast his thing are the numbers yeah i'm the same with billy person. it's so funny because you know when you're in high school and they're teaching you all these crazy equations and fractions you're sitting there going yeah i'm never gonna use this ever <laughs> in my life dude this fool that i'm married to i pulled out a piece of paper the other day and he was like doing those and i was like what i mean we Why? were he was calculating something like square footage and everything because we were thinking about building a house. And so he literally had all those gnarly equations on a paper. I was like, well, I guess you actually end up do using that shit later in life. Unless you end up marrying someone that can. <laughs> Just get- marry well. No, he's faster at math and English than I am. Wow. That's not I fair. I mean, Billy's a fucking genius when it comes to like math he just knows how and why for like everything you know i fucking hate to know it all oh especially when they're right (laughs) that's the worst kind but he doesn't try he just like i remember he asked me when when we were in la he's like yeah so like where does your water come from like because he knows where ours does here in switzerland right and i'm like the fucking sink like i don't know like look that shit up like i don't know yeah oh god he's so (laughs) so Dude, funny is that so bobby too totally bobby when we go to argentina he's always asking about the recycling systems yeah like where is the recycling plant and it's funny because my best friend in argentina <laughs> she is an environmental lawyer oh okay so they'll just be going on for like 40 minutes about right. the recycling plant and how to recycle mercury and mm-hmm. exporting and all this shit and i'm just like give me an empanada <laughs> billy knows now like when we talk he's like oh a da 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 Oh, he'll be like, never mind. You don't care. I'll be like, no, tell me, dude. And he's like, no, like, I don't, you know, you just don't care about that stuff. And I'm like, no, okay, come on. Tell me. So (laughs) what the fuck is it? So he's like, okay, right here, 
the one of the biggest rivers in all of Europe is the Rhine. And right here where we're driving, it splits off. So if a raindrop drops right here, there's one chance it's going to go to Germany and like one chance it's going to go to Switzerland or something like that. Yeah. I was like, okay, I you're right. It. I don't, I don't care. Fuck. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, but I, I tease him. You know, I, I got to make an effort when he wants to talk about trees and nature and precipitation and shit. I listen. That's the important part. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think there is going to be a time where we are not going to rely as much on memory anymore. And we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens. But that kind of touches on that whole human behavior changing. We do not memorize anymore. And back to that self-discipline. If you allow these machines to think for us all the time, then yes, you will be dumber. Like, are people just going to forget shit all the time and not like be able to think for themselves, you know? maybe <laughs> i'm the perfect example of that <laughs> i can't remember shit really i rely on my phone a lot and i think this is something that i was really curious about with all of our followers yeah. so this is leading us into our following poll yeah so the next question we asked everybody is do they rely on their phone when it comes to things like birthdays street names and phone numbers so yes. 75% no shocker there. They rely on their phone. Exactly. So what's the math, guys? What percentage is remaining? Tick, 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 tick. tick. 25%, guys. <laughs> we're, we're so mean. We're mean. <laughs> but we're pretty. We just teasing. We got big titties. <laughs> Not <laughs> relevant. I don't know why I said that. My bad. We're on a perv strike Dude. today. <laughs> so I just got to keep so, it going. Yeah, we got to just keep, gotta keep rolling with that. So, I mean, I wouldn't say we're dumber. I would just say that a lot of the things we rely more and more on technology to remind us of things. For real. I mean, I, I'm part of that 75%. So I don't remember birthdays. I mean, I think I remember the birthdays of my friends like pre-teen, you know? Like yeah. Before, you know, like before the phone. Before the phone. Yeah. And then all my friends that I met afterwards, I don't have their birthdays memorized. Right. Except what for about- yours. Except for yours. Oh, well, that's not fair because your daughter has the same <laughs> birthday. That's cheating. I remember. Actually, I feel like I'm really good with birthdays. Are you? Yes, I'm pretty good. Yes. Phone numbers, though. Forget about it. I don't even know Bobby's phone number. I know it ends in 3-7. That's it. Oh, no, dude. I had to memorize that thing because when I came to Switzerland, I needed to make sure that I had Billy's number in case my phone ever went dead because I was so deathly afraid of being like somewhere and like needing help and my phone dead. I, 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 I memorized his number. Wow. But... On another note, we're switching here into the other behavioral change that we've noticed having that technology, that phone at our fingertips is laziness. We lazy. I agree. So Bex and I were talking about this and she's like, well, you know, I said, yes, we rely on it, but it's just so much more convenient. Oh, yeah. That's what the key is here. There is a difference between technology making us more efficient and making us just lazy asses who can't think for ourselves or just push a button or stand up. For example, there are certain inventions that I feel are very unnecessary, like those light systems that turn on when you ask it to, or you clap, or you click, or you whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, actually, we have one of those. <laughs> it's called Smart Home. <laughs> and But is it smart? I mean, you control it with your phone. I think it's so extra, to be honest. I mean, we didn't buy it. It was a yeah. gift. And Bobby actually loves it. He thinks it's great. He plays with it a lot. And Like, what you, does it do he plays with it? Um, so it, it's an app on your phone uh, okay. that it connects to the smart home. And then the smart home connects to the light bulbs, not to the actual lamp. It connects yeah, only no, to the No, but I bulb. mean, like, what in your house it does, it, does it do? It turns on and off the lights with your phone without having to, like, go to the actual switch. Because uh-huh. down here, to turn this light off, the switch is actually at the top. Oh, real far, huh? Real far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when we're here chilling at, in the evenings, yeah, we have to go two stories up to turn the light on. Okay. So then that's the only reason why we have it. And I mean, it was, again, it was a gift and I don't love it because... You don't even use it though, do no, you? No, I can't even use it. I don't have the app. So Before, you just walk you were around? Like, How do you turn this light on? And I was like, it's the app. Like you can't even turn it on from here. Even if you like touch the switch, it doesn't turn on. Okay. So. So, so the question is, Bex, 
Is it actually bringing any kind of convenience in your life that you can't live without? No, probably not. Not really. But again, it was a fun gadget that that an engineer actually gave us. So the lights thing, these are the types of inventions that are creating laziness in people versus the inventions that are making us more efficient. For example, online banking, I think, is amazing. I agree. Extremely convenient. And I'm so grateful for it. I guess sometimes I just feel like these new things come out and everybody just like rolls to this flow. It's like it's new. It's great. And they don't actually stop and think. They're just victims of this effect of like, oh, it's brand new. The marketing, you need it. Definitely. You know, it's trendy. I want it. Exactly. And we fall victim to that so easily. I'm hey, I'm guilty of that, too. I've changed because Billy checks me with that stuff. Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Okay, so I want to reference what you were saying before about being efficient. And I think sometimes we do waste time on our phones instead of being more productive. We can be doing something either for ourselves, for our hobbies, for our podcast, following that dream that you want to do and stop putting it on hold. Put your phone down and go for it. Yeah. I think we could be so much more productive with our time. Right. We tend to that reflex of, okay, we have nothing to do. I'm going to sit down. We reach for our phone. Exactly. Instead of thinking of, hey, I'm going to have some time. Like, why don't I run out and be productive? Get shit done. Or go and meet friends. Yeah. Be social. Get out there. I think it's terrible that we get so lazy to the point that we don't even want to go out and meet our friends. (laughs) (laughs) we're tired excuses i know and then you counter that by going on your phone and following them on their instagram pages or their facebook or whatever social media you're following them on it's like you're making the effort to be with your friends through a phone and not in person (laughs) creep their pages and stuff and be like okay well i already know what they're up to (laughs) i think that's just crazy that that's just another level of laziness of laziness exactly I think because we've become so lazy, a lot of our actions, we just demand or expect there to be an immediate response. Yeah, I feel like it's like we want to put very little effort into something and receive like a huge result, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like going out and meeting your friends. It takes a lot of effort, you know? If you're not dressed right, you need to get presentable. Exactly. (laughs) Get in the car, drive there, meet up, whatever. There's like a whole big thing with it, you know? Or you could just pick up your phone and just look at a picture of them, see what they're up to. Commenting, I miss you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not going to see them. (laughs) Dude, like my nephew, he's always going to be my reference because he's like the only teenager I know. Okay. (laughs) But he's still a very outdoorsy type kid. Like Mm -hmm. he'll use his phone to record himself skating and like do magic tricks. But the funny thing is sometimes I notice he has these little tendencies of being like an instant gratification kid. Yeah. Like one time he got a Rubik's Cube and he was determined to solve this thing. Right. So he goes on his phone. He's watching all these like trying to memorize the algorithms and stuff. I'm like, oh, like that's cheating. Like right. back in the day, you had to figure that shit out yourself. Exactly. He was like, damn, okay, play. <laughs> you know, just get sure. next. Uh, Why would I make an effort if I can just do it easily? Yeah, literally. Yeah. So he memorizes it. Does Ultimately, he, did he do it. He could do it. <laughs> and then he gets like some record where he can solve it in 13 seconds. He's probably going to kill me if it's like 10. <laughs> But then, then when it comes to something like baseball, that you cannot lift your skill level just by watching videos, you know, you actually have to go out, put in the work. So he had taken like two years off from baseball a couple years back and he got back in. He was still, you know, in little league and he was really rusty. Like his level was not at all where the other kids his age was. Right. It's the break. Right. So I just was like, okay, I'm going to coach you. So I just thought we'd go out to the park and we literally practiced for like maybe one or two hours, not that much. And he was like all excited, like all, you know, I had helped like correct some things here and there. And then he had a game like the next day or something. And he, you know, still did poorly. Like he didn't do as well as he in his mind had envisioned he would. So he was all like ready to quit and feeling down. And I was like, dude, like, what is the problem? Like, okay, so you're not happy about your performance, but keep practicing, you'll get right. better. And then this is what he said. He goes, but we practiced for like two hours. And that's when like, ding, ding, ding. Right. I was like, dude, you think just because you practiced for two hours mm-hmm. 
that you're going to be a pro. I was like, nah, fo. You are a constant work in progress. Yeah. You will have to constantly work at it. There's no how to get better at baseball and then bam, you're going to get it. Yeah. You know, like, but that's how they think. If I can just watch a video on it. A lot of us think that way. True. I put in the work, I get the results and I'm happy, but longer. We just Uh can't take it. Like the impatient limit, like our limit of patience has has gone down. You know, there's this whole right here, right now, which is great and it's awesome. But understanding like the hard work and the hardship. I remember some of the coaches on the team telling me we notice more and more the boys are joining Mm -hmm. and then they're not doing as well as they'd like. And then they quit. And he's like, now what is the professional level going to look like in 20 years from now? Are people still going to be willing to put in the effort for these human activities that technology cannot speed up the process for us? Like Mm -hmm. natural processes that technology won't be able to change you know yeah that's possible it might decline but i guess we'll see yeah i'll tell we'll tell you in 20 years this <laughs> instant gratification attitude it just kills me like this is definitely top on my list of pet peeves and mm-hmm. behavioral changes that i that i notice that just bother you but i mean i think having the phone at your fingertips is also so convenient i know what i always bring it back to like the convenience factor yeah. to it but for example online shopping Yes, that was our next poll. Okay, so we asked our followers, do you prefer in-store shopping or online shopping? Now, the findings were quite interesting, I think, because they were... I was surprised. They were pretty split. 55% prefers to go in-store shopping. Yeah, yeah. Versus 45% who prefers online shopping. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm that uh, in-store shopper. What about you, Bex? Me too. Yeah. Me too. I prefer to go in store. Oh, it's so such a relief to know that the real world beat the virtual world. In this one, yes. <laughs> in this one, definitely. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised because, I don't know, I thought people were less likely to deal with the hassle of ordering something online, possibly receiving the wrong thing, the wrong size, mm-hmm. trusting to put their credit card information online. I thought that online shopping would be way lower than in-store shopping. Interesting. I mean, Bobby and his brother yeah, full-on shop almost for everything online except for like (laughs) groceries. Dude, the online shopping got the guy vote, huh? (laughs) Probably. Okay, so we're just going to go right on to the next one. So we asked you guys, receiving lots of email and messages, do you find it either overwhelming or is it no biggie? I'm happy with the results. (laughs) In fact, I am part of the 39%, which is the lower side of the spectrum, which does find it overwhelming and Uh stressful. And while 61%, no biggie. At first, when you told me that, I was like, really? But you know, I don't know. I think for me, sometimes, uh, gosh, I hate it when I'm just like, oh my God, like I have six people asking me a question on my phone right now and I don't want to sit down and waste 30 minutes responding. Exactly. So I get it. That's my only thing. Yeah. And when you asked me this for me, it was like notifications. Like I fucking hate notifications, dude. Ugh. Like why does Facebook think I need a fucking email and a notification? Like I got it. That's so annoying. It's so extra. So I kind of get where she's coming from because it weighs on your shoulders when you have to respond to people. Exactly. And you know that if you're not responding to them, they're probably like, dude, what the hell? What the hell? You know, they're like probably feeling anxious or something, just wondering, you know, why aren't they responding? Exactly. It's because we're so used to getting things done so much faster nowadays. Now, instant gratification and instant reply. Yeah. And if you don't give it to me, why not? There's like a problem if it doesn't come back instantly. Yes. There's this pressure that revolves around messaging people, you know? Right. If I message you and you don't get back to me for like a week or so, I don't think it's a big deal. Everyone's busy. Everyone has their own lives. But I hope that eventually you will (laughs) contact me so that it can continue the conversation. I I think I'm a little bit more patient when people take a long time to respond to me because I'm I'm in that category. Like, I know it. I'm terrible. I know I don't write back right away. Right. (laughs) It's just so hard sometimes to to always respond to all the messages. It is a bit overwhelming. So I was curious to see what our followers thought and if they were on the same page. Bex, I think you have like a really high standard of the way that you treat the people that you care about, you know, like your friends and your family. And like, I admire that about you, you know, because I mean, I like love my friends and my family, but I think I'm a little bit more likely to be like, oh, fuck, I'll just text them tomorrow, you know? Yeah. But you like put yourself in their shoes and you're like, 
no, like I'm going to write you back. I'm going to answer your question. Yeah. And you always get back. So I'll work on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It doesn't bother me. Really. I, I, I'm, I'm way better. I'm way better. Trust me. <laughs> so that actually kind of brings us right into our last question that we asked our followers, which was whether you guys uh, prefer to message your friends or call them. Correct. So what did they say, Bex? <laughs> well, the answers are that 76% actually message their friends versus mm. 24% which actually call them. And I know Britt was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed because, I don't know, there's like a thing. Texting to me takes so much time. Okay, so I'm going to be a little lazy here. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of brain power and i would rather not have to worry about my tone because i'm a i'm kind of a sarcastic person oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Over it. <laughs> but like if you hear my voice you're like okay it's funny and i get away with it right but it's a lot harder to do that you need a, a lot of emojis you got to go into the emoji section definitely it takes a lot of work <laughs> love those emojis we're not going back to live without them yeah so if i can just call somebody i would just much rather do that especially in another language there are so many times that we misunderstand each other i would just way rather call especially my friends in the u.s like if i miss them i want to hear their voice i want to yeah. laugh i want to i mean thank god for voice messages because i use that a lot but i know that i have to be careful because my brother always says that i leave very long messages <laughs> so i have to keep it under a minute that's like the rule according there's that to long him. time <laughs> do you leave i don't think you leave long messages he says i do really it's because he's a dude. Maybe he's because he's just a guy and guys yeah. are just like straight to the point. Bobby will never leave me a voice message. I really? will. Well, he, he leaves sometimes. When we were organizing your surprise party, like yeah. he only left me long voice messages. That's so funny. I'm going to make fun of him for that. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> he's so funny. Cute. He's really sweet. <laughs> so what about you? I'm a message person. In Switzerland, I usually message my friends. And then if I call them, they're like, what's wrong? <laughs> you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Also, technology. I can use WhatsApp on my computer and I'm a very fast typer. So that <laughs> makes life so much easier as well. For real. Flex and I really wanted to ask this question because like we mentioned in the beginning of this episode, this little phrase, high tech, high touch, it came from an article we read that explained preserving the human moment. So what I really appreciated about this article was that it didn't go off into this like very extreme direction of technology's bad, we're gonna die, like it's terrible. Right. They were just like, no, technology's here to stay. It's changed our lives mostly for the better. And what we need to do now is balance it. You exactly. Know? We have to learn to live with it and find that perfect equilibrium of being online and enjoying human contact, right. face to face interaction eye contact, really just sitting in front of a person and having a conversation with them. Because the human moment, it doesn't count if you're just sitting next to somebody. Like that doesn't count because you're not actually having an exchange. Mm -hmm. So what they say is that actually it's been proven that the more and more human moments that you have, people start to think in like new creative ways brain and mental activity is stimulated but like exercise it's something that you need to continue to work on right so if you go you meet up with a friend you feel great you're having great conversation right you know it gets you pumped it gives you all this energy it makes you more creative you're like ooh, like now i feel like i'm gonna go get shit done you feel yeah. good after like hanging out with someone but it only lasts for so long that's why it's something that you have to continuously practice. Exactly. And that's what Bex and I want you guys to do. Go out there and fucking talk to people. Preserve the human moment. Yes. Because in this article, they did say that human beings, we are resilient creatures. We can. We, we are. But as long as we don't become too isolated. Mankind, we're born social people. On that note, Bex, there was that study that was actually included in that article that talked about couples who had more of a social life and saw their friends more regularly. They actually later on had less health problems. 
So at the end of the day, we're human and technology might be changing certain things about us, but we have to remember that we will always function better together and in person. We need social interactions and happiness, true happiness is shared with others. So it's so important to preserve the human moment, not only now, but to continuously practice this idea. So Britt and I are actually just going to elaborate a little bit on this term, high tech, high touch. So this article was actually written by a psychiatrist and most of his patients that he was treating were uh, CEOs who were experiencing, you know, depression and anxiety at work. And the trend he was realizing was that most of their contact at work were all through technology exactly so there were very few human moments so one of his old patients was actually the person who came up with this phrase so when the ceo was asked are you coming up with a bunch of problems and how are you handling this expansion and going digital how are you handling that and he's like well no he goes simple high tech high touch And so the psychiatrist was like, oh, okay, well, what do you mean by that? He explains that once he realized that after each of his sectors were becoming more virtual, all of those virtual workers were obligated to come into the office at least once a month for unsolicited FaceTime. Now thinking about it, my dad, when he built his business, his clients were really important to him, but he never needed to actually see his clients. Right. So he had this policy where every year he would take them out for their birthday. Right. So they would sit there and they would talk. It was so cute. He would write down the last couple of things that they talked about their personal life. Right. So then he would make it a point to do these random drop-ins just to go say hi to the client and then just kind of shoot the shit about their lives. And it's so funny because he never had to see his clients. He could have just stayed tucked away. But I'm telling you, these clients loved that. They ate it up. Human contact is more than just a social thing. There's so many benefits in the workplace as well. Yeah. Creating relationships and stuff. Definitely. That's really solid. That's a great idea. CEOs Mm -hmm. listening, follow his (laughs) footsteps. (laughs) So remember, you guys, the human moment... It's there to eliminate unnecessary confusion, misunderstandings, and conflicts. And it does the exact opposite. It instills confidence and security in people. And I think this is going to be a tough one nowadays with how digital companies are. I guess my advice, just go up and talk to that person. Yeah, maybe not even work-related. Yeah. So Bex, how are we going to close this out today? We're going to close this off talking about toilet paper. Oh, really? So toilet paper. (laughs) That was an amazing invention. And we're not gonna go back. We are constantly trying to find better solutions for our very small problems that we have, just like Britt mentioned. (laughs) Our poopy butts. Our poopy butts. Yeah, we're not gonna go back and use leaves. Fuck that. That's not (laughs) happening. But I think as human beings, technology and innovation are just characteristics of us that make us who we are we're the smartest race and we're also very unique and creative now the thing is this creativity and how original we are and our intelligence we constantly bring all of these advances Mm -hmm. with us that's why we're constantly innovating things we're unique and we're creative and Uh those characteristics like they follow us in our day-to-day okay and i think social media and all of these applications that we use they are amazing and they comfort our lives but it's almost like it's an artificial comfort which creates this kind of empty happiness or Mm -hmm. it just you know uses up our time to so that we're not bored or lazy yeah and i feel like it's almost like all of this time that we spend on our phones Uh like it takes our time away the same way that we think it brings it to us Oh, because we do things so much more quickly now. We win all this time. Right. But but then then we we lose it in other ways. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Ooh, got to remember that. Don't waste the time that you're you're gaining, you know? Exactly. Good point, dude. I think a lot of people will talk about, oh, you know, phones are bad or this is bad. It's like, okay, but why is it bad, you know? And I think in talking about it together and and under, and realizing like exactly why and being able to pinpoint it it gets it gets like a little bit clear in my mind mm-hmm. like why do i not want to 
buy my kids tablets just like Steve Jobs didn't. I didn't know that. I mean, he they straight up asked him in an interview, you know, so what do your kids think of the new, I think it was an iPad or something. Yeah. And he was like, they don't have them. They weren't, there was a strict rule in their house that they were not allowed to play on them. And, you know, coming from the inventor of the damn thing, it kind of makes you wonder, what does he know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. Right? Being able to manage it ourselves and then being able to help our next generation, our kids. I think it's going to be one of the biggest challenges for our generation, Bex. Yeah. You know, we were old enough to have lived through an entire childhood, get to like teenagers and then get the phone. Mm -hmm. And then that fifth limb grew. Mm. (laughs) So yeah, technology it's here to stay. It's great. It's completely revolutionized our lives, our businesses. But I just hope that we all don't turn into robots because I think it would be so easy to just fall into these trends of letting machines think for us. Mm -hmm. And in a world that is moving so fast, sometimes I think we need to stop, analyze, think about what we're gaining from a situation. What are we losing? Instead of, ooh, now with WhatsApp, we can video chat. So now we don't actually have to see each other. Fuck yeah, woo! Like, wait, no, no, no. Let's stop and be like, hold on a second you know we're humans we need human contact we need to be social and this is how we thrive you know definitely so go hang out with your friends after you hear this podcast (laughs) that's an order get out there you guys live that human moment don't forget you need that to be a happy healthy functioning human being and most importantly spread Spread the the good good shit In this episode, we're going to touch some sensitive parts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Okay, well. I need that. Okay, no, we're not going to touch your sensitive parts. (laughs) We're touching shit for free. (laughs) All right, here we go again. Okay. In this episode, we're going to (laughs) touch. Ooh. Sorry. I can't. can't. Okay, I need to. Okay, let's start again. All right. In this episode, we're going to touch Ooh, some sensitive points about <laughs> So I'm such an asshole. I'm sorry. Okay. Try it again. <laughs> I'm thinking of the video of the porta potty. You know how you clean yeah. Okay. I have to do it this time. Okay. Professional. And I think we've both experienced these since our phone has become our fifth limb. Yeah, limb. And- limb. <laughs> our fifth limb. <laughs> what did you say? Limb. <laughs> because we're going to let you get... <laughs> We're gonna let you jizz. <laughs> Shit. Hold on. I know. Things. Everything fell. Dude, what did you say before? I don't remember. Something about dicks, probably. I mean, I'm I'm not like a fucking word whore, but I mean, word whore. I don't even know why I said that. We forgot to say that 61% said no biggie. Oh, okay. Well, they can do the math. Suck <laughs> like a we're going to close this off talking about toilet paper. Shit, you just reminded me I need to buy some. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually have to steal one roll from you until the shops are open tomorrow right? morning.